So one thing to definitely be on the lookout for at first is you want to listen to what someone's talking about. You know, obviously, if someone mentioned thoughts of killing themselves, well, that's something that most people are going to take, hopefully take seriously. But then there's other things to be look at, be on the lookout for. You know, if someone says that conveys feelings of hopelessness or talking about that they're just not sure they have any reason to live anymore, those are definite things to be concerned about. Or if they convey a feeling of being trapped um, in unbearable pain that they can't handle or if they feel like a burden to others. In terms of talking, those are things to be concerned about. Hey. Now, behavior-wise, there's other thing, there's things to look for as well. Um, use of drugs or alcohol, that's definitely concerning because when you use drugs or alcohol, your inhibitions are decreased, are lowered. Um, you tend to be much more impulsive. Those, those are definite risk factors for suicide. If they're looking for ways to end their lives, if you share a computer with them and you see that they're doing Internet searches about, you know, how to commit suicide or how to hurt themselves, that's concerning. And then another thing to be on the lookout for is not necessarily things they do, but things they don't do. Are they not coming around anymore? Do they say, well, I don't feel like coming tonight to things that you invite them to? Or their family and friends say, gosh, we haven't seen them much lately. They just seem to be isolating. Other obvious things, like if they're saying goodbye to people, giving away things that they really cared about, those are all things risk factor-wise to definitely be on the lookout for. And then, of course, anyone who's struggling with certain mental health conditions, depression being one of the most commonly associated conditions with um, suicide. With us is Dr. Lauren Alexander from Cleveland Clinic Akron General. And Lauren, what you said right there is really be plugged in and be a good listener and observer to your family friend. Correct. Absolutely. Oftentimes people, you know, not every suicide can be prevented, unfortunately, but oftentimes there's things that if people, if someone's listening and watching, there's something that could be done to intervene to keep someone safe. Okay. What about some risk factors here? So I started to speak about this a little bit earlier. Depression, in certain mental health conditions, depression is most commonly associated with suicide. But people who have substance use problems, like I said earlier, people can be impulsive and make impulsive decisions about whether to end their life or not if they're under the influence. Bipolar disorder, because impulsivity is very much part of that. Any sort of psychosis like schizophrenia. Um, anxiety disorders. Sometimes certain personality traits can increase your risk of suicide. Like if people tend to be highly aggressive or have an impulsive kind of personality, um, so those are those are certainly mental health conditions associated with that. Um, serious physical health conditions, particularly people who um, have chronic pain, are things to be are risk factors. And then traumatic brain injuries, because traumatic brain injuries can affect the part of the brain that helps us make sound decisions and reason and problem solve. And sometimes people with traumatic brain injuries might end up thinking that there's no other way out because their brain has been injured. With Cleveland Clinic Akron General with us this morning is Dr. Lauren Alexander. September is National Suicide Prevention Month. And Lauren, in looking at, unfortunately, the statistics, way upticking in suicide and especially in teenage suicide in the last decade. Are we attributing this to overuse of drugs and, and, and overdoses, or as a psychologist, how do you look at this uptick in the amount of suicides we've seen in the last decade? 
Well, I think there's a lot of stress in this world right now, Mr. Horner. Um, you know, for, for teenagers, harassment, bullying, um, I think those certainly contribute to it. Uh, you know, stressful life events. It's been, you know, if you look at the past decade, it's been a stressful time in this country, particularly since the time that the pandemic started around here in about March of 2020. People are, people got isolated. Um, people were kept from other people, and it was very difficult for them. Um, children weren't in school for a large period of time. So I think it comes back to what I was talking about earlier with, uh, you know, warning signs. Being isolated is a very big piece of this, uh, and people who are connected tend to be less likely to commit suicide. Dr. Lauren Alexander is with us, Cleveland Clinic Akron General. She is a psychologist. So let's move to that next step and how to provide or find some support for families, individuals in these type of crises? I think the first thing that you need to do, and this might be surprising to some people, is ask someone directly about suicide if you're concerned about them. I've had a lot of people say to me, oh, well, I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to give someone the idea. And it doesn't work like that. The reality is a lot of times people who are thinking about suicide, at least they'll tell me they feel very ashamed. They're ashamed that they've even considered it. So if you're someone who's concerned about someone else, a simple way to start the conversation could just be, look, I see you've been struggling lately. And sometimes when people struggle with their mental health, they look for ways out. And sometimes people think suicide is a way out. Is that something that you've ever thought of? Oftentimes people are relieved just to have a conversation about it, just to have someone bring it up and have someone lend an ear. And then that can start a conversation about, do you want me to help you find someone, a psychologist, a psychiatrist? You know, maybe you just need to start with a visit to your primary care physician, and and they can get something rolling. But let's get you to someone to talk. And then, you know, I always tell people, don't take thoughts or thoughts or threats of suicide, you know, to to be no big deal. Um, The reality is if someone's thinking about suicide, talking about suicide, and you're not sure what else to do, you can always tell them, look, we can go to the emergency room. I can call 911 for you. If you're seriously concerned about someone and they don't seem to want help, you can always call the police and have them do what's called a welfare check. And if they're seriously thinking about suicide, then they can be brought to the hospital and evaluated. And if they're talking about suicide but not seriously planning on trying to hurt themselves, that can help them get connected to services to help them with their depression or whatever their issue might be. Dr. Alexander, I love what you had to say there because so many years gone by, if someone said, gosh, I had a bad weekend, I felt like killing myself, you know, we would say, oh, yeah, and and kind of chuck that off. But what you're saying is listen to those words, watch those actions, and don't shy away from lending that hand to help in today's world. Absolutely. Lots of people are looking for help. And it takes oftentimes just someone being willing to ask a question and go just a little bit further that can keep someone safe or possibly end up in a tragedy. Dr. Alexander, let me ask you this. And we're talking with Dr. Lauren Alexander again, Cleveland Clinic Akron General Psychologist. What do you have lined up at Cleveland Clinic Akron General? Maybe some programs where people can reach out for help or something during this month or ongoing for people listening to us this morning and realizing that they do need some help. Well, you know, one thing I always point people to is um, that I think is a great resource is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. That number is 800-273-TALK. I think that's always a good resource because that's 24-7. doesn't matter if it's night, day, doesn't matter if it's a holiday. 
And then uh, every county will have some sort of crisis intervention line. All you'd have to do is go online, do a quick Google search. I live in Stark County, so I just go online and say, you know, Stark County mental health crisis, crisis intervention line. And you could find things like that. And then, you know, when it comes to uh, outpatient services, my, my department provides those. So there's certainly a lot of resources out there. It's just a matter of going and doing a quick look to find them. But they're not too terribly hard to find, especially 24-hour, seven-days-a-week ones like the National Suicide Prevention Hotline.